So 808 and the tears of that Korean sergeant who I was just referring to forcibly discharged from the military last week caught attention across the world. The sergeant had entered the military as a man but was forced out after undergoing gender reassignment surgery. It's the first case of its kind in this country, but the US has had thousands of transgender service personnel And for further discussion, we have one of them on the line, U.S. Air Force Staff Sergeant Evelyn Lee, who was previously stationed here in Korea and uh, is a member of SPARTA, a group of transgender people who currently serve or who have served in the military. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Alex. Pleasure to have you on the line. So there's just so many very sensitive discussions going on right now surrounding gender in various parts of the world. You'll know from your experience here, presumably, that that Korea is not really at the forefront of that discussion. Um, So how much sympathy do you have with this one person going it alone? Well, I don't necessarily believe she's going on it alone. She's just the first case that's been public. For all we know, there's plenty of other transgender people in the Korean army who are dealing with this right now. And let's just deal with that right now. Some people will be thinking, well, how can that be so? We we would know about it. But but transgender then refers to someone who might still look like a man, but in their heart or in their body feels very much like a woman. Can Can you take us closer into that for people listening now who might not be too familiar with with what people go through in this situation? Um, Transitioning is very individual and complicated for each person, but uh, treatment is often the simplest part for that. Um, I would say that someone who experienced gender dysphoria or someone who's transgender who doesn't experience gender dysphoria can often feel better just being able to live as themselves. Um, You say someone who might look like a man, that might be very true. They might look like a man, but... That doesn't mean they are a man. That just means that they were born in that body. Um, In the case of Sergeant Byun, she experienced gender dysphoria and talked about it in her her interview where she experienced depression. And having surgery helped alleviate that depression so she can get back to the fight as quick as possible. Again, I I think it would be helpful for for those of us listening to hear a bit more of your your own story. Um, At at what point in your own life did you feel that uh, you made this, not only the choice, but but came to the awareness in your own self that that you were not born in the the body that you were supposed to be in? I felt that all my life, honestly, um, from when I was a very, very young uh, child. But we often lie to ourselves because it's difficult to come to that realization and the introspection required to know that you might be a different gender than what you were born as uh, takes a lot of work. So in my particular case, it didn't happen until I actually came to Korea where I realized that I was transgender. Um, And for me, that has manifested as socially and medically transitioning. Why do you think it upsets so many people when someone like yourself shares that view, uh, and, and, and not just a view, but a, very much a, a profound feeling that you have, that, that they feel like there's the need to 
to be somehow truthful with pronouns and gender and stay true to the body that you were born in? It's new. Things that are new are often scary and people don't like change. Um, but the more people around me who have, and I'll tell you that an overwhelming amount of people um, around me have never met anybody who is transgender except for me, changed their mind after meeting me, changed their mind after meeting other transgender people that we're just human beings. And we, uh, in the case of the military, we just want to serve openly. And this is where we also add a whole other dimension to the story, because it's it's the military. And, of course, both genders are very much or should be very much welcomed in the military. I say both genders in terms of the traditional sense of male and female. But the... But there, there perhaps may be an idea that somehow someone who is transgender might not have the, the right physical attributes to, to serve in the military. Can you also deal with that conception for us? I, that's um, it's pretty funny, actually. I am much more physically fit and active now that I've started transitioning because I'm more comfortable uh, being myself and in my own body. Um, I was fit prior to transitioning, and but I'm much more fit now. I actively go to the gym six days a week. I'm running, I'm lifting weights, and I feel better about myself in every regard. We, we heard from Staff Sergeant Pyon Hisu at this press conference in tears. And, and you know, we, we had already addressed the issue of going it alone. Presumably, Pyon Hisu feels fairly alone um, because of the lack of awareness or lack of discussion on this subject in, the, in this country. And, and it raised questions of depression. Did you suffer deeply from, from that uh, before actually coming to Korea and, and coming to your own realization? I don't necessarily believe I suffered from depression. Um, I wasn't as happy as I could have been, but I also wasn't that sad. Um, there are many trans people who do suffer from depression, but I'm not necessarily a person who did. So if someone is in the military and they're feeling this way, uh, as, as you were before transitioning in, in the United States military, is it, a, is it now a, a far more welcome place than it was? Uh, in the Obama administration, for example, transgender individuals were allowed to serve openly, but, but we hear that under the Trump administration, things have started to change. Um, I'd be happy to run you through how the change in policy. Um, members diagnosed and validated by a military medical provider before 12 April 2019 are considered exempt from the new policy, like me, and are allowed to transition and continue to serve without fear of separation from being transgender alone. Um, other members under this new policy, not diagnosed and validated by 12 April 2019, are considered non-exempt and they have to pursue a waiver or exception to policy from their branches, say the Army uh, Departmental Secretary, so the Secretary of the Army, to pursue a transition other than um, psychological care, which is still allowed. So someone who is trans um, but non-exempt may still go to their mental health provider and receive care for being trans and not discharge for having gender dysphoria, but in order to pursue, or to pursue treatment like I'm pursuing treatment, they would have to be allowed by their highest civilian office. So your process uh, started in, in Korea then, your, your process did, of reporting um, I, this? 
It did, and it was just through my chain of command. It wasn't through a departmental secretary. Do you find it almost ironic that that should happen in Korea, a country that, depending on where you stand, either politically or anywhere else on this issue, might be considered far behind the United States? I I don't think I can um, really answer that. My experience in Korea was very positive for me. Uh, The people were very understanding, and it was a lot of older people who weren't. And um, most of those people who weren't understanding confused my gender uh, identity with my um, sexual attraction, which isn't the same thing. So I think that the more common this becomes, the easier it's going to be for people to understand and accept. Of course, it's that very fear that people have uh, that's perhaps associated with this decision by the military and by some of the responses to it, this idea that it will become more common. Uh, Maybe they're happy to accept individual transgender individuals, but, but when it comes to their own children or society at large, they start to worry um, and, and when you said before that this is a, a fairly new issue, wh- why is it that you think the world today is seeing more people um, dis- either coming out as transgender or discovering that part of themselves? Uh, there's a quote I love. It's, um, I, I believe it's a paraphrase from Martin Luther King, but uh, because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice, people feel more comfortable today than they did 30 years ago. Um, I think it's as simple as that. Society is changing for the better. Are you interested in in the science behind it, though, the the genetics, whatever it is that makes us who we are? I'm more interested in being visible so people can see that I'm just a human being. And I certainly would hope, by the way, that no matter how someone feels about the issue broadly speaking that with an individual like yourself they would treat you with with love is that i mean you said before that most people who meet you do do understand you better i mean is that at least something that gives you hope it gives me a lot of hope and it's uh it's definitely a high motivator to for me to continue performing highly and to be visible in my community, every community I'm a part of. I want everyone who knows me to see me as the same person I was, just happier, happier and um, delivering better work. What message would you like to share if if you were able to send a, a message to either Pyon Hisu or anyone else going through this uh, in, now or in the future here in Korea? Um, for Sergeant, for Sergeant Pyon Hisu, um, Honestly, uh, my heart goes out to her, and I wish her the best of luck in her appeal so she can get back to the fight as soon as possible. Um, For other people, just the most important part about being in the military is our ability to do our job um, and to do our job well. So that is going to be your biggest motivator. It shouldn't be to shouldn't necessarily be to transition, but to be the best you possible. And if that means that you need to transition, then pursue it so you can get out there. Thank you so much for joining us and, and sharing your story as well with us today. I, I presume you've you've had to draw on courage many times during the last few years. Uh, and, and we wish you all the best for the future.
Thank you so much, Alex.